date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Happy Thanksgiving week, y'all. Woohoo! Episode 24. 24. Don't be a turkey. It's funny. (laughs) We're going to talk about emotional intelligence this week. Yes. And the thing that's cool about this is that emotional intelligence, we now know, is the number one, number one indicator of success in life. Well, that is a cool thing. So let's just transfer that over to relationships, a very high indicator of success in relationships. So if you don't know what that is, or you think you've got it covered, or you're like, just curious, please listen and keep an open mind and an open heart. Yes. Because we all need, being emotionally intelligent has an open, we have an, we're going to have a growth mindset. Yes. We're open to new possibilities. Okay. For sure. So Sharon, what is emotional intelligence? Okay. Emotional intelligence is the ability to manage both your own emotions and understand the emotions of the people around you. So it's more than just being self-aware. It's, you know, it's, it goes so much further than that. When you ask people what they think emotional intelligence is, that's, oh, that's knowing how to control my temper in social situations, or that's having good social skills, or, you know, it's there's so a, much you know, there's that. just a, there's a few really strong parts of it that, you know, people, people think they're self-aware, which cracks me up. Um, all the time they'll say how self-aware they are and then do go and do something completely selfish. I know. I have heard that so many times. I've heard things like that. It's like, yeah, and you're telling me all over the place that you don't really have the emotional intelligence you think you have. You think you've got one up on everyone else because you've done research or whatever, or you've taken this class or whatever. Right. And then it's so obvious that there's still a lot of work needed, which we all have that, right? Well, and honestly, nobody's going to be completely there in every single category all the time. Right. You know, but... We can try, like you said, let's have a growth mindset and and figure it out. Um, it's also the ability to monitor your own behavior and discriminate between the different emotions maybe of other people and label them properly. So this is for every overthinker out there, every person that goes to the negative, um, <laughs> the negative narrative in their mind when things aren't going quite their way, their boyfriend doesn't text them back for half a day and he must be breaking up with them. You know, this is for all you guys. Well, and that doesn't mean you stay there because we all can go there. Right. But if you, if you stay there and you really buy into those really lies, they're really not yes, true. The stories you tell the yourself. The negative yes. stuff is mm-hmm. just the stories you tell yourself. You really sit there and live in that. That is not emotional intelligence. That it is not. No. And having emotional intelligence really allows you to empathize with other people. Um, It helps you communicate effectively and be both self and socially aware. Like this is an important concept. Yes, absolutely. Because we're very involved in social situations being being single and wanting to date and maybe going to parties and activities and things like that. All that stuff. But yes, it's super important in dating. So there are four areas... Some people say five, but that's, you know, a lot of business stuff. You'll find a lot of business stuff online. There is a ton of business stuff. We're only going to talk about four because we know how to like narrow it down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and success and obviously it's big success in business. People having emotional intelligence and there's companies that are hiring people to teach this. So it's skills that can be increased. So 
listen up. Let's do this. So you can go into your relationships much more prepared. Yes. What's the first one, Sharon? Okay, so I, we're going to have it um, divided into kind of two categories. There's emotional and there's social. Mm-hmm. So the emotional applies to us, like being self-aware, the first one. Our own self. Yes, our own self, being self-aware. That would be the ability to recognize the connection between things they are, between things you feel and how you act. And how you act. Right. Pretty much, yes. And so you don't need to act on everything you feel. No, it's 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 distinguishing the the difference. Right. It's like acknowledging maybe that you had a trigger or, wow, I'm feeling uh, nervous right now. And then how you respond to that. Yes. Um, Being self-aware also is knowing your own strengths and weaknesses. Okay, a lot of us know our own strengths, but we don't really want to acknowledge our weaknesses. That does not make us imperfect. That makes us human to have weaknesses. And we need to acknowledge the strengths and the weaknesses. We can't improve ourselves if we don't acknowledge the weaknesses. You know what? Some people, All though, Sharon, some people don't even know their strengths. And some that is true people too. only see good in other people and don't see good in themselves. And that's part of emotional intelligence. Intelligence is recognizing some what you see in other people is part of what, who you are. Yes, that's part of the filter that you have. Is that when you see someone who's so great and all this stuff, it's like, how are you that way too? So, right. or somebody that's bugging you, that's really, you know, we've yes, talked about this a lot. Yes. This is also your stuff. So, having the ability to recognize those things. Well, and then um, recognizing your strengths does not mean boasting and bragging about them. You know, it's recognizing them and knowing that you have them and acknowledging that. That helps your confidence. Okay. Um, Next one is um, being open to new information and experiences and the willingness to learn from others. Humility. Other people can teach us so much. I hate the attitude of what do you know? I swear, I have the same information in my head before as before I was certified Mm -hmm. as a coach. And I swear the certification all of a sudden made that information valid. You know, what do you know? It's like, I know the same stuff now that I did four years ago before I was, you know, well, I know a lot more now, but you know what I mean? It's like, learn from other people. Yes. And that's a really, um, that's part of a big part of emotional intelligence is openness and humility yes. and empathy. Yes. Um, those Which are all important things. Them? Being, yeah, you know, rather than knowing that you have all the answers, that you're right. This means that you also can recognize that maybe your negative thinking isn't right yes. either. Yes. So any of your thoughts might not be true thoughts. So being open to that. Yes, okay. for sure. Okay. Self-aware people are confident in themselves and their capabilities. Okay. I love this. Like knowing who you are, loving who you are, and your capabilities, um, this is the number one most attractive thing you can have in dating is confidence. Right. And we've talked about this before. So many times. Yeah. Confidence is super. And if you aren't confident, then figure out what your strengths are and start focusing on that. Yes. Yeah. Start really and looking back in your life and figuring out the things you've done successfully. And if you can't do that and you're struggling, give us a call. No kidding. (laughs) You know, go to our website, click on the link. Okay. How do we improve our self-awareness? Okay. First one I'm going to say is ask for constructive feedback from others. Now, we from have to clarify. Any others? <laughs> 
from very honest people. I have the cutest girlfriend who is so adorable with compliments, and most of them are not even true. Okay? I go to her for validation. I'm having a bad day. Tell me I'm not fat. You look awesome. Right? (laughs) Okay? Not her. Okay? Not Not your Aunt Molly that thinks that everything you do has to be the best thing in the whole world no matter what it is. Okay? This is, you need to get feedback from honest people who are going to give it to you straight. Okay. The next one, keep a journal of your thoughts and feelings. Mm. So many people are afraid of their feelings. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. So feelings are meant to move through us. They're not meant to be stuck. And when you ignore them and you don't want to talk about them, you don't want to acknowledge you have them. And maybe you're not doing this at a conscious level. Right. And so it's harder to see, but start practicing. You need to recognize your feelings, acknowledge your feelings. And I love the journaling thing. Yes. It has really helped me in my life to have a journal. I have journals from when I was a young woman. When I was um, in the young women's program as a teenager, I'm so glad that they taught us to journal because it has been so powerful and healing for me and validating for me to look back and read what I've said and putting your feelings down. If you guys have a journal and you feel like, oh, this is for posterity and I don't want to put emotions in it, then get a separate journal. Yes. Start journaling your feelings, you know, just practice it because this is such a powerful thing. Well, if you want to see your growth, even in a year, journal your feelings, you know, journal your feelings, you know, a year from now to now. It's it's, it's so therapeutic, too. I mean, if you're going through a really emotional time, it's a great time to journal. Yes. Journaling. Journaling. We like journaling. Thoughts and feelings. Okay. Practicing mindfulness. Okay. Do you know what mindfulness is? Mindfulness is being present. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. That's acknowledging what your thoughts and your feelings are. It's like being observant yes. Yes. of that. And so you have, you get a choice. You don't have to act on those thoughts. You don't have to act on the emotions. You're not your emotions. You're not your thoughts. We've talked yes. about this before. But that's part of what mindfulness is, is being able to be present in the present moment and allowing yourself to observe. Yes. Things. Yes. Very important. Okay. Um, the next one. Pursuing your passions. And I have to just say, if you haven't figured out your passions, do that first. If you don't know what you want to do when you grow up, maybe figure that out first. But pursuing your passions is being very self-aware. Well, and it's also what God has given us. Yes. Our desires, our deepest desires, our passions, those are God-given. And that is that those are given to us to help us in this life and to guide our paths. So I think it's super important yes. to pursue our passions. And what I want to say is that a lot of us have been through really hard things, really hard relationships, and we may have lost ourselves in that process. Yes. We may not know at this point what we really want. I know I've been through that. But there are things you can do to figure out what your passions are. Do that. Figure that out. Look back on the things that you've loved. You know, experiment. Imagine what you yes. would be doing if you could be doing anything. Right. Those kinds of things. Right. But yeah, find out your passions. It's God-given, and it's part of what we're supposed to be creating in this life is what we're passionate about. Right. Exactly. All right. I love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, setting goals. Okay. Uh, Progression. Progression. is That growth mindset. Yes, that growth mindset. We all want to be progressing in the life. So, and maybe setting goals is going to help you pursue your passion. Mm-hmm. For sure. 
So setting goals. You always should have something. You always, maybe they're little daily goals, maybe they're weekly goals, and maybe it is part of, you know, pursuing your passion. It's little steps getting you to the grand thing, right. you or, know. Or setting goals, personal goals about feeling your feelings sometimes. It's, that's all you're doing. You're like, this week I'm just going to be present with what I'm feeling. Exactly. I'm going to acknowledge them, and sometimes I don't even know how to name them, and that's okay. That's very normal. And, you know, just things yes. like that. Those okay. kind of goals. Now, the next one is learning new skills. This is super important. We go back to the humility, the growth mindset. Yes. So I don't know if we were going to talk about imposter syndrome down the road, but we're going to talk about it right now. Okay. I know we were were talking about this last week. So imposter syndrome, first of all, is not really a syndrome because that's a medical diagnosis, but it is a tendency that we all can have, which is when new things happen or things come into our purview, or maybe it's a new person, or maybe it's somebody that we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so attracted to them and they're never going to like me because I'm not good enough. I've got to, you know, whatever that is. So the imposter syndrome is I'm an imposter in my own life. I don't have what I need to be able to handle this situation or I'm not the right person to date that person that I really want to go out with. And those are things like, those are like the imposter syndrome. So if we have a growth mindset, that's going to help us with that. Like yes. we can learn new skills. Yes. We can become a, a, a become our best self. Yes. We can open ourselves into the possibility of letting go of these negative thoughts and what's a different thought that's going to be more helpful, that's going to be more fun more freeing. Oh, for sure. So yeah, so that that open. Yeah, so what a great way to have growth mindset. Have a good self-esteem. It's just learning learning yeah. new things all the time. Yeah. You know, and honestly, I think that's why we're here. Is to learn and grow and and, and take all that gospel, stuff home. You know? This is yes. the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's about change. Repentance, another word for repentance is change. Yes, exactly. So, so learning new skills. All right, next one. Practicing gratitude. We should be doing this all the time. I, I, I used to say I hate Thanksgiving. I'm like, we should be grateful all the time. It was my husband's very favorite holiday because he liked turkey dinner. But I'm like, it's the dumbest thing ever because we should be practicing gratitude daily. All year round. Yes. Well, and gratitude lifts us to a higher vibration. It yes. lifts us to living gratitude lifts us to more light in our oh, life. It changes and more your joy. brain to more positive thinking. Right. I, it Practicing gratitude, man, you just cannot go wrong. Okay, next one, positive self-talk. Okay, I'm a girl, you're a girl. We stand in front of the mirror, and what do we do? (laughs) We just pick ourselves apart. When does this start? When we're like four? I don't know. Oh, it's Positive self-talk. Okay, and then we talked about, you know, if you've been through a divorce situation, if you've been through a rough relationship, this one tends to go because we tell ourselves stories about ourselves or we take on beliefs about ourselves that maybe the other person put in our head. So positive self-talk is super, super important. Absolutely. Okay. And the last one, what have we been talking about? Working on building a growth mindset, being open to growth, to new things, new ideas and growth. Okay. The next one. The second one is emotional self-regulation. So managing our emotions. So rather than having an instant reaction, let's take a pause. Stop and think. Stop and stop and take a breath. Um, and if you know that you're going to be in a situation where you might get triggered, plan ahead. Think yes. about a different way to respond that would be helpful for you. And it may be just walking away. So that's part of emotional regulation. So 
also waiting for the right time and place to express your emotions. Yes. Ooh, I how struggled many, with this. <laughs> how many times have you seen couples fight in public and just think, okay, time and place person, or somebody <laughs> point something out in somebody, like in a group setting, it's like time and place person, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to struggle with this in my marriage. I would bring up things at the wrong time Oh, and oh, yeah. it's not received well. Yeah. So being able to wait for the right time, think through that is a part of emotional self-regulation. Okay, flexible and acclimate to change well. So being flexible and like being in a group of people, like knowing that you have an option, right? You don't have to just, you know, think about what are your options. You don't have to just sit there and hopefully you don't have to just stay there if something is uncomfortable or something right. is you don't like something. Be, be flexible and be able to change in a moment. So this is, this is very much self-awareness. Okay, then diffusing uncomfortable or difficult situations. Okay, this some people skills. are so good at this. Have you noticed some people can just simmer somebody down? This is a skill. This is a skill I don't have yet. <laughs> you know, we're all, we're, we're all a work in progress. This is something I just really hope to have someday. Have you ever watched it? It is amazing how people can diffuse a situation and turn it around. Humor is great for that. Oh my gosh, yes. So practicing, I like to practice having a sense of humor. I wasn't really raised in a home that was, that was like highly prized. Yeah. <laughs> so I've really worked on it. But, um, and the last one for this emotional self-regulation is take accountability for your own actions. Yes. This is stop part of making excuses. Yeah. Stop. If you find yourself excusing yourself for something, just take a reflection and look back at yourself, look in the mirror and say, what's really up here for me? So right. that's part of the I, emotional regulation. I think I would regulation. rather take an apology from someone who's like, you know what? I am so sorry I did that. That's something I need to work on rather than someone who's like, I am so sorry I did that. I've just really been in a bad place and I've just really been hating on myself or I put on weight and I, you know, wah, 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 wah. I just, just say I'm working on it. Yeah. You know, the other thing too, is that some people take accountability for other people's actions. Be aware of that too. You're not responsible for no. other people's actions. No. So that can be a, a very unhealthy way to handle things. So how do you better manage your emotions? Um, look at the emotional experiences you have and challenges as opportunities. So again, that's growth mindset. Yes. Opening into a different possibility. Oh yeah. So be mindful of your thoughts and your feelings. Here it is again. That mindfulness. Yes. You have to acknowledge your thoughts and feelings. Do not stuff them away. And build stress and anxiety tolerance skills. Know your escape route. I think the first part is to recognize when you're feeling anxiety, recognize yes. something. So when yes. you think of an escape route, what do you think of, Sharon? So, oh, okay, this one just made me think your tolerance skills. You know, you need to develop your tolerance skills, but if you're in a situation, know how to escape. I really liked this. Know, know how to escape from a situation that you're not going to win in or that's beyond your tolerance level. Mm. you know something that's triggering your anxiety know how to escape that's managing your emotions sometimes like, like being able to know say i gotta take a breath and walk away here you know for it's a like you just excuse me for a minute you know like again use the restroom or something you know right and again the first step is to acknowledge what you're feeling right and that and be aware that yeah. this is what's happening and, and it this takes, is part of managing even, your emotions yes. yeah and it, it it's gonna be growth over time. These are going to be baby steps to build these skills. Okay. And the next one's find ways to manage difficult emotions. Like, like if, your 
bad temper. Like if you have a bad temper, there's no excuse for a bad temper. No, people act like if they have a bad temper, that's just something they're born with and that's something they're stuck with. That is not something you're born with or stuck with. That is practicing that is practicing managing your emotions. Right. Like that's practicing keeping your mouth shut. And here's another situation where maybe you need to know an escape route. If you cannot manage your emotions and you're going to blow, maybe you need an escape route. Yeah. And and there it also tells you that there's anger there that you need to handle in a healthy yes. way privately, either in a therapy session or on your own. I mean, I have things that I teach my clients to do to handle their anger. A lot of emotions, people stuff their anger and they don't want to see it. And that emotional intelligence is being able to be present with your emotions. Yes. And know how to manage them so you don't blow up right now. You can go someplace later and you can take care of it tonight. I mean, this is self-talk too, managing it as well. Yes. And then, you know, like once again, be self-aware enough to know, wow, this is a trigger and that's probably something I need to take care of. Yeah. And the other one, and we've already kind of talked about this, is recognizing you have a choice and how you respond. I mean, all of this includes options. Yes. We have options. This is agency. This is God's plan. You know, (laughs) We have options. Whenever we say, this is the way it really is and there's no change, that, you need to question that thought. Yes, That is not truth. So, okay. Cool. Number three. Okay. Let's talk about social empathy. Now, most people know what empathy is, and most people think they're practicing empathy, and most people are not. (laughs) It's the capability to comprehend how other people are feeling. Now, this is crucial to perfecting emotional intelligence. It's a big part. It is crucial. Um, And it's also maybe treating someone with a little extra care and consideration. It's like, take it a step further. It's like, oh my gosh, that must be a horrible thing. You know, how can I help you? Or let me do this for you while you're doing, you know, while you're going through this. Well, I think the combination, well, I think we're going to get to that in a minute. Never mind. So, and with respect, you know, respect is a big part of this, I think. So when we're talking, we've talked a little bit about abuse, but when we're talking about abuse, there's a lack of empathy. Yes. There's, there's about, it's about control and a lack of empathy. So empathy is, is a pivotal and emotional. This is part of our human experience as well. Not practicing empathy, I feel like is unchristlike. Absolutely. You know, but it's like human beings need empathy. You know, like we need empathy for each so other. So how do we improve our empathy, Sharon? Okay, so here's some here's some fun ideas. <laughs> some fun ideas. Um, be willing to share your own emotions. Ooh, did that scare anyone? <laughs> I know. Let's be a little vulnerable well, yeah, and say... Yeah, super important. I, I get it. I get it. I had a similar experience. Okay, I'm going to say, be careful with that one, though. Because Don't. everybody's going to take a an experience different. I remember when my husband passed away, someone was like, cause it was suicide. Someone said, Oh yeah, my, my cousin's mother-in-law committed suicide and it really wrecked that family. Like they understood, you uh, know? So you just gotta be, just gotta that be. That was the care. wrong thing to say. You know say. what? And that was, that was an attempt. That was an attempt, but it was like, 
you're a moron. Well, and that wasn't really, that wasn't really emotions either. No, 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 no. But I mean, as we're talking about this too, you know, there are situations where you may not feel like you're safe and that may be true. So you don't want to be sharing your emotions and being vulnerable if it's not safe. So that's part of the self-regulation. Yes, But you know, acknowledging that you have emotions and being able to share them is an important part of, of empathy. Okay. Listening to other people. Now, listening Develop good listening skills. Do not listen to respond. I'm the worst at this. If you had a conversation with me, I'm always raising my hand going, oh, I have something <laughs> to contribute to Here's that. my thought on Here's that. Here's my thought. No, listen to understand. Do not listen to respond. Listen and go, oh, wow. You know, I just heard that. And if you want to take it a step further to show you're a good listening, you can actually repeat back what that person just said. Called reflective listening. You reflect yes. back. Yes. So Sharon, what that I is heard you say is, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Another way to improve empathy is service. Getting mm. outside yourself and serving other people. You learn so much from serving other people. You know, people in different situations than you totally helps your empathy. Yeah. You know, um, how the, the old book called How to Win Flan, Friends and Influence People, there's one thing he says in there about when you walk into a room, know that everybody in that room has a skill that they're better at than you. See if you can figure it out. Yeah. So that includes, that is service, that is listening, that is... You know, that is being, meeting and talking to new people. That's, that's our, meeting, next, that's our one. next one. Meeting and talking to new people. Yes. No, I um, love that idea of just knowing, you know, a part of the whole emotional intelligence thing is knowing that you're not the best at everything. You know, absolutely. it's being self-aware to know that you have room to grow and change. So I do. I love that. Um, meeting and talking to new people. You learn so much from other people. Well, you've already said it. It's just such a good one. So the last one here is to try to imagine yourself in their situation. What's the old Indian thing? Walk a mile in their shoes, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Imagine yourself in that situation. Man, that would be really difficult. Or I don't think I could handle that as well as you, you know, imagine yourself in that situation. So that would be um, just some ideas on practicing empathy. Great. And then the last one, the last one is emotional understanding um, social skills social skills just general social skills yes general social skills so the ability to interact well with others yes. is one building more meaningful relationships and connections yes important um make sure that you're socially acceptable yeah don't you don't want to repel people yes this is part of our social skills let's talk about this for a minute what does that mean socially yeah. acceptable so i i don't know about you but i've Sometimes I've danced with a guy or been around people that their clothes smell. Yeah. <laughs> or sometimes if you're getting reactions from people when you say things yes. where they like just want to walk away, they don't want to be around yeah. you. You want to self-evaluate, just kind of look on that. Right. Go, when you're trying to have a fun sense of humor and it's not being received well, you want to look at how other people are receiving you. Social cues. Yes. Social peeps. cues. Okay, and then more easily understand others, which is social taking cues, the social cues, which yeah. is taking the social cues. You definitely want to watch how people are reacting yeah. to you. Yes, for so, sure. So, ways to improve your social skills. All right, let's ask open-ended questions. Yes, that's you, not a, I, not a yes or a no. Yes, I hate it when I ask a question and it's like, yeah, and I'm like, okay, tell me more about that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's the what 
would you do? It's the how. Yes. The, how did rather that happen? Than, or where did you? Or right. yes, it's definitely so, not a yes or no question. Ask open-ended questions, and then find icebreakers that will help start conversations. That's great. Yes, everybody needs good icebreakers. Maybe you go with one or two in your pocket when you go to a, a new situation and maybe right. a social situation. I always situation. To go, say do person, place, or thing. You're at a you're at a party, and it's like, oh, how do you know Susan? Yeah. Or did you notice that great big grand piano? Yeah. In the in the lobby, you know, do the person, place, or thing. Yeah. So um, practice good eye contact. Oh my gosh! Yes, that shows people that they're important. Yeah. Practice good eye contact, like looking people in the eyes when you ask them a question. And then practice active listening. What's active listening? Once again. That's the, that's the <laughs> reflective listening, but it's also, it's like responding when they say something, go, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Or asking a question based on something that they said. Yes. Right? So... But you, you're going to get people that are interested in you. When you are a good listener and you're actively paying attention, people like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we need to be feel, feel like we're like being validating. appreciated yes, and validated. Yes, yes. And then notice other people's social skills. Okay, I loved this. If, do you know someone who's got just the funnest personality? I do. And you. it's like, oh, <laughs> you're so nice. No, I'm not being nice. You are. You've got a great personality. <laughs> but it's like some of the other, you know, it's like notice how they interact with people. And, you know, you can emulate that as part of your social experience. I like that. Imitating. Yes. You know, I had a class in, in college, an acting class. And we had one of, the, one of the things we had to do was go out for like 30 minutes onto campus, find somebody to imitate and then we had to imitate them, come back and imitate them. And so you can just practice that, you right. know. What would Sharon say? Oh, how would Sharon answer this? Oh, this, is, this is me. This is me. <laughs> oh, Sharon's so lighthearted. She would be blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, that's a great way to My do it. My head's getting really big right now. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one to improve your social skills, show interest in others by asking them personal questions. Yes, so show that you're interested. You like th- personal questions would be well, what? Rather than, well, like, personal did you just get here 15 minutes where ago? Where did you grow up? Okay. So yes. something that's more specific. Not like, who's your gyno? But like, <laughs> <laughs> when was your last gyno appointment? Gynecologist for guys that don't know what that is. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Um, no. Personal questions being about them. And their life. Uh, yes. Like, you're really but not too personal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just them and their life. Where do you work? What do you do for fun? You yeah. know, what, what makes you, them interesting? Yeah. What's your passion? What are you passionate about? And again, this skills, what is, what is something you feel like you're really skilled at? I like that question. So that's a good one. All, All right. right. Those are our four. We've got though. Yep. Social mm-hmm. skills, social empathy. We have managing your emotions, being self-aware. Hopefully we've given you some good tips on that. Um, I would love to take a few minutes and talk about um, couples that show good emotional intelligence. Can we do that for a minute? Yeah, we've got is a, that is yeah. that a good idea? All right, um, couples that are friends first. 
Okay. That's when, a terrible idea. I don't know why you bring that up. I'm that is kidding. a perfect idea. <laughs> a lot of the people, best. A lot of people are, you know, complain to me. Well, I'm just friends with this person, but I can tell they're attracted to me. And I don't know when this friendship is going to turn into something, but I can't imagine it not because we spend so much time together and all this stuff. Getting to know each other as friends first is absolutely the best way to get to know somebody. You think about um, friends. Friends support each other and care for each other. And what a great way to be in a relationship, to be so supportive and so caring of each Absolutely. other. And it's so much nicer. It's so nice to have friends. It's, oh, really, yeah. it's really great to have, for me, to have guy friends that I know I don't have to worry about whether, you know, worry about all the dating stuff. And I'm just like, we're friends. Right. And I love that. Well, and, I think, and that doesn't mean I'm saying I'll never date them or anything. Right. But in dating situations, we put on our, we put on this mask of ourselves that is presenting the best part of all of ourselves. And when you're in a friendship, you can relax. Yeah. I and I say, love that. He's just my friend. Yes. We're good. So successful couples are friends as well. And I just really like that. Okay. Emotionally intelligent couples have deep respect for each other. So they honor each other and they honor um, their accomplishments and appreciate each other and there's no competition. I just thought that was really, really cool. Um, they have just a deep admiration, you know, toward each other. But respect, the deep respect is super, super important. Have you, have you met that couple that just thinks yeah. the other one is just so awesome and they're just always just really respectful? Yeah, I'm like and, someday. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, communication. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Yes. Couples who are able to communicate their thoughts, their needs, and their feelings in a healthy way. That's high emotional intelligence. That is thri- That is a couple that is thriving, thriving in emotional intelligence. Would you repeat that, please? Okay. <laughs> communication. Their thoughts, their needs, and their feelings. Okay, yes. I talked to so many people who were divorced because they could never fully communicate. And there were these expectations going on mm. that were never communicated. And it just built up resentments happened and all sorts of horrible things happened. So you want to be able to communicate. Figure that out early in a relationship, before marriage, before engagement, before it all. Absolutely. Okay. Encouraging the relationship. Have you ever just seen a couple where they were each other's cheerleader? Yeah. And it's such a beautiful thing. It is. You know? um, We all deserve that. We all want that. But yes, they're encouraging their own identities. They're encouraging each other as individuals as well as the couple. And maybe their talents and passions and their abilities and their work and all of that. And they feel confident in their roles. And so they feel confident in the partnership. Yes. Because they've established their roles. So I just really, really... um, Love the encouraging part of the relationship. Okay. They also exercise healthy boundaries. Okay. Especially when dealing with other relationships with people of the opposite sex. So like they know that infidelity, that's a slippery slope. So exercising these boundaries or making up these boundaries together. Yes. Is a super, super healthy thing. How are we going to deal with? How are we going to protect our that, relationship from yes. outside? Yes. From the influence. Yes. Okay. Being aware of meaning, value, and purpose. Okay? Being, this is, is supporting the, their partner's dreams and goals. 
and values. Meaning, values, and purpose. So each yes. individual, so I'm aware of the other person's meanings, what, what means something to them, what they value, value. and their purpose, and yes. they're aware of mine. We support each other in su- that. Yes. Super, that is a, all of that. That is the perfect environment to thrive. Absolutely. Um, and of course, they share their lives. So they're sharing their interests. They're sharing their goals. They're sharing their lives. I just really thought this was just such a cool thing. Um, I think this has a lot to do. I, I'm like, I think this has a lot to do with like, because you know me, the yellow personality, with sharing their fun. Yes. <laughs> because there is such value oh, there is. in their fun. Oh, it's and, so and, important. And having fun together and laughing together and connecting that yeah, way. Yeah, and especially like if you've been in a relationship where that has not been nurtured, and now you're you're in a place where you're like, I'm feeling that for my life. I want to have fun, and I want someone who's going to enjoy that with me. Yes, make that a priority. Okay, so now you know how not to be a turkey. We know how not to be a turkey. Emotional intelligence. Hopefully you've gotten something out of this. This is Peggy, Sharon, two dogs, and seven puppies. Hopefully <laughs> the background noise was not too bad today. We tried to wrangle them, but it's they been were a all, zoo. Oh, it's been quite a zoo while we were talking here. So have a good week. See Happy you next Thanksgiving. Week. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and subscribe to our channel. Check out our website at datetoyourpotential.com and take our free quiz to see if you are dating to your potential. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.